and this is Sermunition Sunday number 13. Meditations intended to equip the church militant for spiritual warfare. And I'm the warrior priest, Donovan Riley. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Emotions distort every decision that we make. They affect how we think, how we speak, how we act. Emotions distort every decision. And then there's our needs. Needs influence our perception of the world. Our needs influence the decisions that we make. And because of our emotions, because of our, our needs, we don't see God's world and the reality of God's world according to God's way. That's why none of you operates cleanly. Or to put it another way, in terms that you can understand, all of you are insane. One definition of insanity is that your world does not match reality. And the fact of the matter is no one's world matches your reality. You can work at the same job, come from similar backgrounds, share similar interests, attend the same church, but no one sees things exactly the way that you see it. No one's reality matches up with yours. So you see, you're all insane. It's just a matter of degrees. Nobody's world matches up with the reality of anybody else's world. Not exactly. So every day, Every day you are dealing with people whose reality is different than yours. No one operates cleanly. But you expect everyone to see the world the way that you do. And if they don't think the way that you do, if they don't speak and act the way that you do, if they don't interface and engage with reality the way that you do, well, that's because they're the crazy one. But that's what's truly insane about the way we operate. We put people in mental asylums because their world does not match our reality. But no one's reality matches anyone else's reality. You all see the world differently. So then why? Why do we label some people's reality insane and other people's reality normal? It's because no one wants to admit the truth. God's word tells us that because we refuse to admit the truth, that we are all insane, that each of our worlds does not match God's reality, that our worlds don't match the reality of God and the reality about us that's revealed by Jesus. And so the truth about reality, true God-given reality, is a mystery to us. Now, Imagine if God treated you the way that you treat people who don't see the world like you do. Imagine if God labeled you insane, condemned your life as a fraud, as a lie, and then punished you for living by those lies. It would be an unmitigated disaster for you if God treated you that way. If God treated you the way that you treat people who don't see the world like you do. What if God exposed you? in front of family and friends, and showed the whole world that you don't operate cleanly at all, that you live in a fictional reality, that you live by lies. 
thanks be to God. Thanks be to God that Jesus' blood covers your life in his grace and mercy. Thanks be to Jesus that God forgives and loves you, even though you live by lies, an unmitigated disaster who denies and rationalizes and deflects blame and creates scapegoats to escape the God-given truth. You judge others because they see the world differently than you and then expect God to forgive your insanity so you can continue to live by the lie that you are perfectly normal and perfectly acceptable to God. Why does a marriage disintegrate? Because neither person can forgive the fact that their spouse's world does not match their reality. Why are children estranged from their parents? Because neither side can forgive the fact that parent and child don't see the world the same way. Why didn't you get that promotion or receive that award? Why did you get your heart broken? Why are wars fought? Why do we fight at all? It's because your world doesn't match other people's reality. And none of you, not a single one of you, nobody is able to get past that fact. Nobody wants to admit the truth that we're all insane. No one operates cleanly. No one, except Jesus, who reveals to us the truth about everything that's real and everything that's a lie. He doesn't allow emotions to distort his decisions. His needs don't negatively influence his perception of the world that he created and the decisions that he makes to project protect and serve you, Jesus operates cleanly. That is, he is the only person that you know who is sane, who sees the world as it is in fact, because he created it. He is the only one who sees the truth about you, what's real about you. Jesus also knows the deeper truth about you. He knows that your world is very complementary to the world of others who hold to the bloody fool story that God is not there, doesn't care, and has never existed. The people who ignore and reject the true God see what they call the real world as godless, sexless, genderless, childless, depressed, anxious, Fat, drug-addicted, lonely, physically weak, mentally weak, in debt, isolated, fed on a steady diet of poison and dependent on the state for everything. Why, then, why would you ever want to participate in that kind of a world? Why would you want to interface with that kind of a reality? Why would you tailor your life to complement that kind of a world? Why would you want to associate with people who believe that God is not there, doesn't care, and has never existed? Who believe that the real world is godless and sexless, genderless and childless, depressed and anxious and fat, drug addicted, lonely, physically and mentally weak, 
in debt, isolated and fed on a steady diet of poison and dependent on the state for everything. That anything about their view of the world is real is absurd. Their reality is a fiction. They live by lies. And when you join them, when you participate in their world, God damn you. You are living by lies. So why would you want any part of what they call reality? They are going to be taken to the woodshed on the last day. There is no sane reason to conform your world to their doomed reality. None of them operates cleanly. But in Christ, in Christ trusting that what he does for you is enough, you operate cleanly in an insane world. But to be clear, to be very specifically clear, you don't operate cleanly. He operates in and through you by his spirit, producing his reality in the world as he shapes and forms it. Christ's spirit operates in you, producing in and through you what is real, the world as Jesus has created it to be meaning that the Spirit operates in you and produces in and through you love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. That's how God brings sanity to an insane you. He takes possession of you through His Word and through His Spirit, and He gives you clarity. He gives you a sober vision of the world as it is in fact. He gives you the truth that you are insane, that all of you are insane. His reality invades your unmitigated disaster of a life. He gives you true life because Christ is life itself. And so life, Jesus, he comes and he finds you and he restores you to godly sanity with his word, with his baptismal grace and with his body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sin. Your emotions and your needs influence how you see the world and the decisions that you make. You don't operate cleanly. You're insane. But in Christ, in Christ, thanks be to God, you are clean. You are washed in the blood of the Lamb. You are covered in the blood of Jesus that declares you fit fit in mind, body, and soul for the kingdom of God, both today and always. In the name of Jesus, amen.